I've been reading a book um, because I love my bride. I'm on a uh, back on a uh, mental toughness challenge again. Diet. But I find myself mentally clear. I find myself reading because I have to. And so I'm already, we're 13 days into the second round of this. I'm uh, one chapter away from being through one book. I've listened to one book and I'm halfway through another. So, you know, that's just in 13 days. So, you know, things are going pretty good. So I'm reading this book on the treadmill every morning because that's how I get it in, you know. I get on the treadmill and open the book and try not to fall down. But I'm getting my workout and my reading in together, right? And Jamie gave me this book, and I'm struggling. Struggling because this book and I have a love-hate relationship. I'm not going to name the book because what I'm about to say is, I'm not sure this guy's not a kook. All right? I am not sure that this guy's not a quack, right? At the same time, I have been incredibly challenged by some portions of this book. This is the epitome of the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I didn't stop reading the book because I think he's a quack. I didn't stop reading the book because he might worship or celebrate differently than me. I kept reading the book because I kept finding along the way, rock, 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 ooh, nugget, <laughs> rock, 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 ooh, nugget. And those nuggets that I have found weren't just, you know, chicken McNuggets, all right? They were pieces of filet, all right? And those pieces of filet have been rocking my world a little bit, all right? in the sense that I have developed a, a bit of a fear that I should not have. When I prayed, God, show us your glory, send down your presence, I want to see your face, I am not sure that you understand, that I understand, that we understand exactly what would happen if that were to occur. The, the times this happened in the Bible, people were flattened, they were laid out, Storms dropped, thunder clapped, people died when it happened. And church was disrupted. And I am certain that if I ask here, if everyone wanted, who wants Jesus to move in this place, that most of you would raise your hands. I am also certain that if I were clear, that it might take five hours, seven hours, nine hours, that we may be in His presence and your roast might burn, that some of you would be like, well... We want Jesus... If it's convenient. And I'm convicted by that, even for me. I want Jesus. I can't wait for Jesus. I, I, I yearn literally for Jesus and I want to yearn more. But, 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 but. I've got some convenience issues as well. So this is, 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 is really rocking my spirit, right? And then I started to think about you, about me, about us, visitors, not visitors, family, friends, and I was like, what 
can we do, right? What can we do to, to offer God's presence better? What can we do to be less satisfied by the congregation? What can I do to try to be less impressive? That was not hard. All right, I know, I know. So I don't have to work on that, you know. What can I do to be more humble? And do you hear the phrase in there? Has anybody caught it? Because probably all of y'all were thinking, oh, that's cool. The preacher's working on what we can do better. Do you hear the problem? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Rich young ruler, what must? In our question is our error. Easter is a celebration. Easter is a glorious time. But it's a glorious time because we didn't do anything. And he did everything. It's a glorious time because when he said it is finished, he didn't say, I am finished. Do you hear the difference? It is finished. Everything that all a man from the beginning of time until the end of time is trying to do to get to me, be with me, be a part of me, that they cannot accomplish on their own, I have accomplished for them. It is finished. But I am not. We have a problem. We are the problem. You see, every other major world religion, in its essence, requires payment. Not financial payment, moral payment. In every other religion in the world, there is a scale, and in the end, whether it be morality, whether it be religion, whether it be a succession of rules, there is a weight that says, I must outbalance the good with the evil. Even if you are an atheist or an agnostic, in your mind is the question, am I good enough? Or there is no way that if there was a God, that God would put good people away from him. You still in your mind balance good versus evil. You balance I did right things versus wrong things. And the whole essence is if I do more right, if I do more nice, if I do more payment morally, then I get more. In Luke, and we'll get there again in, I don't know, 10, 15 weeks. But in Luke it says, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. <laughs> Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. Hey, if you're going to climb down, may as well bring us down too. But the other rebuked him. 
Don't you fear God? And I got to tell you, my fear of God is increasing recently. Since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly. We are getting what we deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Remember, one criminal is speaking to another criminal at this point. It changes when he speaks to Christ. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when? Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today I tell you, you will be with me in paradise. What is amazing about this story is that this guy happened to be in Sunday school. And somebody drew a heart on the whiteboard for him. And then they drew a black mark on the heart. And then they drew a cross on top of the heart and made an arrow down to it and then took an eraser and erased the black mark. They grabbed his hand and they prayed, Jesus, come into my heart so that that man might be saved. What's even better is, some deacon in a tie and a coat comes running into the classroom that particular morning and pulls out a neat little box and he begins to open it while he says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but the wages of sin is death and the gift of God is eternal life. If we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart God is raising from the dead, you shall be saved and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And lo and behold, the paper unfolded into a cross and people cheered and screamed and now that criminal can take his paper cross to the pearly gates and hand it in so that he gets in. Correct? That's exactly what we read here. Correct? He recited some prayer. He was saved by some tract. He saw a t-shirt with the Pepsi logo, except it said, Jesus, the choice of the forever generation. Anybody ever heard of a pastor named Alistair Begg? He's got a... Uh, He's got a uh, viral video running around on Facebook right now. One of the best sermons maybe ever preached. And it's probably made better because he's British. So he's got a really, really cool accent. Which is why I don't like guys that are British. Because it doesn't matter how they look when they speak. Girls swoon. True story. So when you're a preacher, if you have a British accent, more people get saved. And I thought about doing it with a British accent. Why not? All of you know that I try. But I really struggled as I did it with Shrek telling this story. So 
But what he does is he creates another story like I just created about vacation Bible school or Sunday school. And he says, I, I wonder how confused they were at the pearly gates that day. This guy shows up, criminal, thief, think murderer, prostitute, harlot, scrubs, just not nurse scrubs, scrubby clothes, nothing against doctors. And this bum waddles up to the, her to the, to the pearly gates. And the guy at the gate goes, hey, what are you doing here? And the guy says, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Well, didn't you go to Sunday school? I know. Didn't you pray the sinner's prayer? I know. Did anybody ever give you a mug with the church logo on it? No. Have you been to Vacation Bible School Center? I know. Hold on. Gonna need to get a manager. Speak to me of the doctrine of salvation. I don't know. <laughs> Baptism by immersion or by spritzing? I don't know. Have you ever heard of the doctrine of transubstantiation? I don't know. Salvation? No. Are you Baptist? What's that? Methodist? What's that? Presbyterian? Can't spell it. What are you doing here? The guy on the cross in the middle told me I could come. What are you doing here? The guy on the cross in the middle told me I could come. The guy on the cross in the middle told me I could come. What'd you do? I was, I was a heathen. What'd you do? I ran away. What'd you do? I got a divorce. What'd you do? I slept around. What did you do? I stole. What did you do? I lied. <laughs> what are you doing here? Because the guy on the cross in the middle told me I could come. There's nothing you can do. As good as that story is, I have a problem with it. I 
after the Sabbath at dawn. <laughs> after the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake. And an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. That part makes me laugh. He's kind of like heaven's Oompa Loompa. It wasn't like he was... His appearance... Except for this part. His appearance is not orange and squatty. His appearance was like lightning. And his clothes were white as snow. And the guards were so afraid of him that they shook and they became like dead men. And the angel... Well, the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. But he is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. He has risen. What difference does it make? It makes all the difference in the world. If that's not true, nothing is. If he's not alive, it doesn't work. And people across the world say, well, we're not sure. Well, we're uncertain. Well, how do you know? Jesus himself said in the Revelation, here I stand. He said in Luke, I have come. See, put your finger in my hands. Stick your hand in my side. Mary Magdalene saw him in John chapter 20. Mary and Siloam and Joanna saw him in Matthew chapter 28. Same story, different book. Peter saw him in Luke chapter 24. The two disciples on the Emmaus saw him, spoke with him, ate with him in Luke chapter 24. Ten of the disciples went back to the room where they had dinner with him and saw him again but since Thomas wasn't there on another occasion later in the same chapter they saw him again but they did not just see him they touched him seven disciples were at the sea of Galilee finding themselves back where they belonged and they were fishing in a boat and a human fleshly changed over Jesus who had come out of that grave, called to them from the beach and said, hey fellas, come and eat and turned fish on a spit for them to eat. Broke fish, handed it to them and then 500 people saw his face. He is not dead. He is risen. But... There is something more important because the man on the cross said I could come is no longer true. Listen, he did not said. He still says his life matters because it's not past tense. 
Sai can come because he says. Jerry can come because he says. Steve can come because he says. Craig comes to heaven because Jesus still says so. In the immortal words of Billy Graham, won't you come? Because if you don't, you are loved. But you are lost. And your struggles are in fact, as the phrase says, real. Truer words were never spoken when it comes to the soul trying to attain heaven on its own. The struggle is real, and so is hell. And the man on the cross in the middle who died and was raised to life is clear. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. The only thing that you have to do is believe that. You better believe that. Every head bowed, every eye closed. question are you going to keep trying to climb a different ladder every week every month or every year finding every time you get to the top that ladder's leaning against the wrong wall I wonder is there any child any teenager any husband any father any mother anybody in this room right now who would say, I ain't sure, but I want to be. The cross is real. The resurrection is real. Jesus is real. And I don't know what it is I'm feeling right now, preacher, but I know one thing. I need Jesus. I'm not going to ask you to stand up. I'm not going to ask you to cry out unless the Holy Spirit just tells you to. But here's what I want to know. If you don't have him, do you want him? With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you don't have him and you want him, would you just put your hand up? Would you just say, I don't know, but I want to know? Hand right up and hand right back down. Ain't nobody going to call you out. Ain't nobody going to do a thing. I'm just praying for you. I want to know that I have Jesus in my heart, that, 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 that I am with God, that I'm holding hands with the one in the middle. Anybody else? I've seen you if you've already done it. Anybody else? I want to know that Jesus and I are in this together and that when I stand at the gates, there is no card, there is no test, there is no anything other than this. Jesus says, Daddy, this one's with me. Anybody, anywhere? Listen to me. If you just raised your hand, here's all I'm asking. You find me during this service. You find me during, during the, the, after the service. You call me. You call me this week. And let's make it happen. I cannot save you. 
but I will help you plant that flag. I will help you plant that flag so that you can say, not my will, but yours be done. So that you can say, I know that I'm in because Jesus did pay it all. You can know. You can know. God, I want to pray for every child in the back. I want to pray for every student in the well. I want to pray for every parent here. I want to pray for every individual who is so conflicted right now they can't stand it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is reaching in and pulling out because your scriptures do not return void. And these are your scriptures, God. These are them. There is no way other than His way. He made a way. Lived sinless, died pure, rose again alive, and is ready to save you today. Not dead, alive. You don't have to be lost. You can be found. I am praying for everyone that they might see your face no matter what the cost. In Jesus' name, amen.